0: oh hello everybody and welcome to the movement podcast where we talk about movies video games music and tv on fridays we talk about the mandalorian that's right it's time for our weekly mando podcast and i want to thank everyone for watching today i am joined by my lovely co-host his name is jesse
1: <laughs> What's up, you? everybody? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and my other lovely co-host, who has not been here for a while, his name is Justin. Hey! Hey! Woo! And we have a recurring guest. He's a friend of the show. Oh, there! Oh man, music's all messing up. There we go. Oh, but his name is Ricky. Hello, Ricky. How are you, man? I'm good. Good. I am so excited to talk about the Mandalorian this week, as I am every week, but this week is a little bit different. I don't know if you noticed, there's a little bit of a change in the uh, thing here.
1: (laughs) uh, You may have noticed we have double the usual number of guests. You know why that is, because this episode, spoiler alert, don't listen to this, but this episode... Has double the Mandos. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh goodness! Oh goodness! Does it? Um, so, you know, before I get too far into it, if you aren't familiar with the show, you can comment on this show if you'd like to join us. Just comment on the video. I'm watching those comments, and I will send you a link to this podcast, and you can join us—video or voice, however you want to do it. Just have a pair of headphones. That's all I ask. Um. Also, you can like us on all your social medias. Uh, just search for MVMT or Twist My Arm. And also look for us at twistmyarmpodcast.com. So, all that out of the way, let's get this show on the road. Holy cow. There's, this was the oh, shortest man. episode of the season, but it has the most. And some yeah, of the most stuff? Yeah. Like, holy that cow. Is
1: some bullshit, though. Sick. It's dense. Uh, yeah okay okay so Uh, here's okay okay before we get into it (laughs) we like to give a quick recap of the show so that we can jump in at any point from there on out jump back and forth in between the timelines. so yeah so i'll start off at the top
0: it's mando season two episode six it's called the tragedy it's directed by robert rodriguez which i found very interesting it's written by john favreau music by ludwig gornson as usual and it guest stars tamor morrison officially as boba fett and ming as the bounty hunter fennec who we all thought was dead last season and then all assumed that boba fett raised her or whatever and it just proved to be true <laughs> so, i don't know it's fucking i don't know man, whatever but anyway So the tragedy, immediately you think, okay, this is where it's going to go. This is where everything is going to go wrong for the most part. And I've been saying it all season that there's going to be a point where the child gets kidnapped. And this is that episode. So from what I understand, this is the first part of the first trilogy of the Mandalorian series. So, it's once you put it all together, it'll create one big long story. It's uh, Dave Filoni does this a lot in Rebels and Clone Wars, where he has all of his like singular episodes, and then there's the like trilogy or duology, um, that was just a a longer episode. So, this um, kind of thing, exactly. And so, from what I understand, this is the first part of the first that Mandalorian has done. Um, and boy, did they. Knock it out of the park. Um, oh, like I said, it, it all—it all kind of like, you, I expected this to happen. Um,
1: okay, okay. Oh, oh my cap, god, I don't yeah. even know where to start.
0: Yeah, let's fucking. I okay. mean, the here, here.
1: I'll, ju- I'll just do this really quickly, okay? So, Please. at, the last, at the, end of the last episode, Ahsoka tells Mando, take Grogu to the temple on Typhon, put him on the Seeing Stone, see if he connects with the Force. Good luck, and. I gotta be honest I was expecting uh, like a detour episode here but no we get the very next yeah. thing to happen in the sequence of events which is them going to Typhon to put him on the seeing stone and it's great and they do he connects with the force but of course while he's doing that the bad guys show up Mando engages in your typical RPG defend the NPC quest while you fight waves of enemies. Holy shit right yeah and then. Shit, during or towards the end of that even though mando succeeds and he gets the check mark for quest completed the empire does show up and kidnaps grogu at which point they take him away and our heroes are left only to chase after them so see how easy that was josh i just covered thank like you. The thank you i have the hard, like i have the hardest seconds.
0: time with that though because i have to always like dive into everything like immediately i'm amazed that there was no detour yeah. like exactly they went from Point no A to point episode. B with no problems. <laughs> like
1: what, yeah, what? And if we if we talk about it like even just in chronological order, right? So that first scene that they give you before the credits or before the title card pops up. Mm-hmm. There's like three and a half, four minutes of them in the ship on their way to Typhon. Um right. I, I made like five or six notes in the first three minutes of this episode. Um, I, well,
0: and my first notes are it's just so adorable. I love the <laughs> father-son aspect. <laughs> Um,
1: dog a little bit
0: kind <laughs> of yeah, Kinda, yeah. <laughs> but, but then again his, it's like... his
1: dumb son <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah oh man what does he say dank like how he's, he's like all
1: excited that yeah.
0: he pulls the ball towards him and he's like no no no, yeah. no I'm excited that's great that's, you did a good job But so I wrote
1: right there I wrote down you know at some point Mando is going to have to take his mask off for the child to relate to him because he's probably just re- constantly reminding him of, like, the Imperials. And he's yeah. like, also, I can't read body language. I've only been alive for 50 years, so I don't pay attention <laughs> to body language. Like, I only speak basic somehow. He understands basic. Like, but, yeah, uh, anyway. Um, but also, it was kind of cool. I felt like there, you were hearing, like, this purring going on in Grogu's throat. And it was like, oh, that's very similar to the crack in Yoda's voice. Like, that crackly old man- yeah,
2: voice yeah thing, like a little bit a
1: happy purring noise that Grogu was making. So I thought that was like a cool little lore piece to throw in there. Like, hey, Yoda's thing isn't just because he's old; it's because they do that. Like,
0: it's, it's like, like the, the animalistic them. thing that they yeah exactly the way their creature acts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, anyway. I love the the whole Grogu being hesitant. Like, as soon as he's like, "You need to, you have to go. You have to make this decision to go." He's like, "Yeah, but like." I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Think about it this way. If you think about that whole first scene as the Mando talking to himself, I think that's actually what it is. He's going, we have to go okay. to the planet. I have to drop you off. I have to make this decision. I have to let you go because you do have power, which I've just reproven to myself. It's not a, a flight of fancy. I really right. do have to give you up. It's and he's like, "Damn, you're way powerful. yeah, well, and he's feeling it like he's hurting on the inside. And it's his way of working through that pain is to pretend that he's, I mean, he's doing both, right? He's talking to the child, but also he's walking himself through the steps of that pain. And you can almost feel that grief through the helmet again. And he's he's such a good voice (laughs) actor. Exactly. And I'm like, at this point, they're going to have to have him take his helmet off at some point so that the child can relate to him. Yeah. feel trusted and then well don't like, wouldn't
0: that be a reason why they've shown all these mandalorians with their helmets off this whole season right. to prove exactly. that like you can do that like it's kind of showing right. din that he's like like okay maybe maybe i can no. give up this creed or something and also like my name's pedro pascal and i have a contract and i really want people to see my face so like please let well, me Well, my
1: thing is more like <laughs> My thing is more like, at this point, what benefit does anonymity grant him? Like, everybody knows who he is, and everybody who would have any reason to be is already after him. So, like, is there anybody left in the galaxy who would be like, oh, oh, it's Din Djarin? Now I hate that guy. I gotta go find (laughs) him. Like, they would just be like...
3: He's known as Mando, it seems like. To everyone else,
0: he's known as Mando. Also, right, Ricky, so I just like, like noticed your coon blanket in the background. I just want to say, what? Ricky, I just noticed your coon blanket in the background, and I um, freaking and love it. Coon <laughs> <and> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
1: My favorite is the future of a uh, president of Flight, personally. <laughs> yeah, I was going to pick one. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Earthicans. Yes. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's that that's one of, it. It's really cool when, like, guests come in and they have a bunch of stuff in the background, like Disney last <sighs> week all of his amps in the background and stuff it was it's just a lot of fun you know to um uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna pull jesse from the stream real quick he looks like he needs to oh no he's just grabbing something
1: <laughs> there he, he started is. losing medical that's not okay we're down so to did... just command and operations now but oh, I'll, all right with that. I'll, I'll get the thing yeah. fixed it's the it's got those tick tack backs i gotta fix it
0: uh, okay okay
1: yeah anyways okay. and then Sorry. they give you the title right and then they're like okay it's called the tragedy and you're oh, like, and
0: instantly you're like fuck
1: <laughs> this is bad that's a bad way to start this right but, there's no good episodes called the tragedy like
0: yeah but after that I mean this the whole like flying in to Titan was just incredible the scenery was the music, amazing The music was fucking great. I mean, and it was, it's one of the first planets that you see that's not decimated, you know, that's not like a lava planet or being overrun by pirates or something like that. It's just a beautiful planet.
1: It's definitely like a California planet, right? Like one of their, Hey, here's a nice California 70 degree kind of rocky hillside planet. Right. Um, But, but even when he's Mm -hmm. flying in, the music is super tense already. Like they're already are yeah. already building the tension right away, and then um, so then yeah so basically they show up at Typhon and immediately they see where they're going and Mando just kind of sets down at you know Pride Rock Music Festival he's like I'm pretty sure this is the place that we're supposed to be well, and then and he's like sorry dude we gotta down. go with
0: the, we're, we gotta roll with the windows <laughs> down for the rest of the trip right? <laughs> like and then he's just what do I have here, here? oh uh, jetpacking so with Grogu. His noises are ridiculous. <laughs> that those are my notes. Like <laughs> because really it's
1: the coos and pears.
0: Yeah, his ears just flapping in the wind and <laughs> he's just like ah. Just loving it. I mean, the joy of this child is incredible. I, he just he loves he loves going on these adventures with Mando. And I think Mando loves bringing him on the, these adventures.
2: So, we're it talking about I I really yeah, liked he- Go ahead. Uh, we're talking about Mando and Grogu and their intense connection. Mando's going to have to take his mask off. Uh, we're talking about how Ahsoka wouldn't train Grogu because uh, he has too much fear in him, which was hilarious in the last episode, making me think about Grogu growing up to be a Sith. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same verbiage they talked about with Anakin.
0: Whose who's, who's dog yeah, is dying?
2: Right. It's not mine. My dog.
0: Justin, is your dog dying over there? Does he need food? Are you starving <laughs> he, your dog?
2: I don't have a dog. No, he's just uh,
3: whiny. That's all.
0: <laughs> Bring him on oh, in, man. Trev will be in here any minute.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, he's a go. pretty
2: boy. <laughs> he is a pretty boy.
0: <laughs> he, I wonder if he can hear <laughs> us. Is he like, God, that host's voice is awful. <laughs> can you tell him to uh, shut up? He probably can't hear through, here, here
2: through my uh, headphones. He can't over all this Jedi training. And go off and try Mandalorian
1: trip Is there any chance we're heading oh, towards? Yeah. It? See, maybe I would, be, I would be down with that. Um, but it's one of those like, it's one of those things where I was think, like, Josh was saying last week or maybe the week before, like it feels like they may pass the child off show to show, which I yeah. could also definitely see. Um, but the reason I would be cool with that, Ricky, is because it allows the show to continue with Mando as the main character, and it doesn't necessarily give him a Jedi companion that's like immediately OP in every situation, like Ahsoka would have been. So that was that's probably I, I would be super down for that. I didn't even consider that, so that's a good call. I feel like I feel like Grogu is going to be a sit because uh, I think Darth Grogu is a really cool name. So. See, <laughs> and if
0: and if we're going to skip ahead because we're obviously going to get all up in the Boba Fett stuff, but if we're going to skip ahead and, and keep talking about like Grogu and stuff, I would like, to, so when they put him on Pride Rock and he's <laughs> calling out to the Jedi, uh,
3: ah! yeah.
0: <laughs> this is so, this is kind of my, my thought on this, like as far as sharing him between shows and, and, and whatnot. Um, After this episode, I've kind of changed my my tune a little bit on that. Um, I think that Grogu is there to connect the shows, but not necessarily leave Mandalorian. I think that that with this... uh, And now hear me out, hear me out. And I know you haven't seen Rebels, but obviously in the last episode, we learned Ahsoka's looking for Thrawn which the whole reason she's looking for Thrawn is to find Ezra because at the end of Rebels, she had sworn that she was going to find Ezra and like save him or whatever. So mm-hmm. Ezra could be the Jedi that hears Grogu's calling. Like, like, Ahsoka could be setting this up because she knows that Ezra's out there. She knows that she can find him. And she's like, oh my God, this little guy has a ton of power and he could call out to Ezra and get Ezra here. And we could, like, I could actually, like, find him finally. So, what I'm thinking is, Thrawn has actually. uh, This is my crazy theory, but Thrawn has maybe brainwashed Ezra. Ezra has found Grogu, like, and they're going together to get him. You know, Ahsoka uh, helps Mando save Grogu from Ezra, Thrawn, and Gideon, but then. Goes off on her own adventure to find Ezra and save him. Where and she's like, "We can't take him. You're going to have to keep Grogu," and that keeps Grogu with Mandalorian, but then also sets up Ahsoka's storyline. I know it's very far fetched, and in my head, it makes a lot of sense. But as I'm talking you know, about you... it, I feel like I'm crazy. So,
1: it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's just that it feels like it's a lot of extra steps. Like they could just go. Well, like, and it, I mean, Ezra shows up later. because this like, a long, like, say... long-term plan?
0: Ahsoka, yeah, Rosario Dawson has signed on for a long-term deal with Lucasfilm to do her own show.
1: Yeah, that's far fetched. So let's say at some point they're going to go rescue Grogu, right? So like, let's say they're rescuing him and they can't figure out what to do and they get stuck and there's a wall and they all think they're going to die and then like some lightsaber just pops through a door and they're like, "What the hell is that?" And then it's Ezra and he's like, "Oh yeah, I was the one that AT and T Facetimed him from the other side of the galaxy. It just took us long to get here." Anyways. <laughs> He's going to save everybody. And then anyways, at the end of it, though, I got to peace out. You guys keep having your own show. Me and Ahsoka are going to go have our show. We'll see you later. Thanks for whatever. Which
0: That, that would be, I mean, either way, like, I, I still think that Grogu and this scene in particular has really, really big implications to the Star Wars TV universe in a whole. As far so, as, like, it's, like, a, it's a- like the Marvel version of... Um, what what the stones calling out or whatever or Thanos right. getting you know, it's like yeah. the Marvel version of of that you know. So
1: um, what if um what if that Sebastian Stan oh. cameo rumor came true and he was in one episode for like four and a half minutes as Luke Skywalker at full power? Down. <laughs> Fucking Ooh, sign me up! Awesome.
0: Um, I was actually that reading was a scary. rumor. I was reading a rumor tonight, um and I I hate this website. I never trust them, but we got this covered. Dot com yeah i i don't I really don't like to like do not visit that
1: them. website if you're listening or watching do not visit that no
0: website. but sometimes <laughs> the rumors are true they there are points where they've been right about things, so take it with a grain of salt or whatever, but they were saying that Lucasfilm does plan on signing Sebastian Stan. they were just waiting on mark Hamill's blessing Ooh.
3: so it was I like. See. Yeah, like, oh, that was sweet. It, it kind of makes
0: sense because Mark Hamill is Star Wars for the most part. Um, they didn't give a shit about Han Solo because they were like, "Well, Harrison Ford doesn't care at all, so like, we're just gonna hire this guy and go on with it." Whereas this is not only is it it Luke Skywalker, but it's also in one of the more prized um, medias of Star Wars. Like, people really, really love this show, and so they want to make sure that they do it right. Yeah, but yeah,
1: it's I'm very do, excited to oh, see no. where they go, but in the interest of talking about this episode in particular, yeah. Yeah. sorry, um, I, that, that's just like crazy, I really like, liked, like bringing no, no, everything good. together saying, like, that's all I, I know, I'm I'm always should, we should talk about this episode, because it, it was a really good episode, it was, it was how an many, amazing episode, and we should talk that? about everything that happened, really? what's that, of
2: the- how many jetpacks are there, one or two, <laughs> I think, two,
1: I think there are two, two. but yes, the two. there are two. There yeah. are two D2. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Anyways, once I, they get yeah. to Typhon, you immediately start getting this Eastern versus Western thing going on again. Typhon has a very like Zen garden, rocks and sand feel. <laughs> They're giving yeah. you the recorder from the theme song, you know, that Eastern style. Oh,
0: and, and, very and cool. I do want to... Speaking of the feel of this, I do want to point out that this particular rock with the things facing in is very, very, very reminiscent of the Legends books, Um, more particularly the Jedi Academy trilogy, uh, where they were on Yavin. They had a Jedi temple on Yavin, and there was a mountain with a rock in the middle of it on the top of the mountain, and there was like things going around it. It was very, very reminiscent to what that was supposed to be. And they kind of did the same shit on in that book where, you know, Yoda sits or sorry, Grogu sits on the rock and shoots up that blue um, Mm -hmm. beacon. So in Jedi Academy, they actually do the same thing. Uh, These, these Jedi trainees like get together and shoot up this beacon at a star destroyer and destroy it with just like the force. It's actually like super cool. And I really liked the kind of connection to the legends book when it comes to that tower, that, i'm
1: so happy right now that this is gonna be on video and audio for the world to experience so josh i don't know if you know this but in rebels there's a shot of actually
0: with sabine i'm not actually
1: is is it sabine with the thing behind her yeah like there's like a mural of the rock right
0: yeah hang on i have it saved on my phone oh thank you (laughs) i was gonna say if we
1: have this that would be good I really uh, wish that you hadn't seen it, but I'm I'm okay that you did, because it's more likely that you would have it on your phone than I would. But yeah. to me, it's pretty convincing that because that shot was created by Dave Filoni, that it's the this exact is, like, basis for this series. Like, that's just... Uh, can you see
3: it? No.
1: <laughs> no. Nope. And, uh... Can't, can't see it at all. But, but what we'll do is we'll put a link to this image in the show notes. We're actually going to have a couple of... Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Look at that. That's definitely a Rogu shaped thing sitting on a rock under a circle with a bunch of Jedi around him. So maybe those stones, those several pride rocks in a circle at the music festival, maybe those represent Jedi, right? So, oh, yeah.
0: That's very interesting. And it's, you know, it's very interesting that that came out right before this episode. Like, that had to have been planned. Like, who at Lucasfilm leaked that to Reddit? Because, right. like, there ain't nobody, I'm sorry to scream into this, but there ain't nobody that is <laughs> watching Rebels shot for shot for shot, zooming in. I mean, maybe there Gosh. is, but that this has to have been, like, released very, Gosh, this is, that was very, very
1: tight. definitely this is, is. The, this is the internet, and this is the best wow, Star Wars right. content that has come out since Rogue One. People are I'd watching like this frame it by frame, years, and you know it. of nerds doing that. Mm, yeah yeah I guess you're right but nice like doing it. so but then they know. give you that immediate contrast again right away they're like all right here's the eastern feel now bam here's the western feel it's all cowboys yeah. it's a shootout it's gonna be just a fight and it's just the contrast that they continue to do with that eastern and western in every episode is super impressive and I feel mm-hmm. like it's more prevalent this season and I am totally here for it I'm really digging this season so far oh yeah <laughs> Um, I, I love the again
0: the scenery of them flying up in the jetpack and then getting to the rock and setting him on there and being like, "All right, dude, do your thing." And yeah. I love how Mando looks around the lot, the rock, and he's like, "Okay, there's got to be like a switch here somewhere. I think like this has got to turn on somehow, maybe." And then boom,
1: like, well, yeah, you he... the
0: the blue light, the blue beacon shoots up, here's, and it like,
1: here's my question: Is there like no start? Star Wars equivalent of a Star Trek tricorder? Like,
3: <clears throat> there's no
1: hand scanner or like, hey computer, what the f is this thing? How does it work? Like, they can't point a thing at it and go, this is an inert no. rock. Seems no, to not be really. force no, not really. More synergy. Like, I think why? Star
0: Wars is a little more of like a primal, not primal, but like a. It's supposed to be a long time ago, like in the past, with older things that aren't in as va- aren't as advanced.
1: Okay, then why is there no space magic that's like, oh, here's the space magic that we use to help us understand the space magic? Like, Well, I mean, they have like
0: C-3PO it? to help him understand the language.
1: Oh, okay, so it's all about classism. <laughs> if you can't afford a protocol droid, you don't get to talk to your friends? Freaking Star well? Wars. That's irresponsible, Josh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, my bad. Um, it's all right. It's all right. I, ahead. I don't know. <laughs> and this, this kind of just like proves the ignorance of this universe to Jedi and the mysticism of the Force.
1: I did, and I stuff did appreciate like that. that. Like he, it definitely like, had like a. Uh,
2: what do I do now? So, wait, <laughs> yeah. At the very top of all of my notes, I have is the Mandalorian dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's my big question for this episode. Because he...
1: Wait, he oh, but Ricky... Ricky the force. No, 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 because this is the three first times. episode where he directly addresses your criticism of him. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to avoid a fight. I'm just going to go down there and fight everybody. And Ricky, I'm sure, was like, oh, finally, he's just standing in there taking his beating. I appreciate he's that. Zapping like zapping himself
2: with Grogu's <laughs> magical super force beam three times...
1: <laughs> Three times. It was three times. Can we, can we all agree that the reason that he couldn't push through that force barrier was because he didn't believe in himself?
2: <laughs> oh, shut
1: up. He's
2: defending, <laughs> defending
1: Rogu up there, but he didn't have a
2: jetpack on at the end of the uh, episode. So
1: Yeah, I was, wrote that down he, too.
2: He, he, he played it once, but he doesn't have his jetpack on. Because well, Because he, he took,
1: took it down. off. Yeah, which is dumb, because yeah. he took it off to have a conversation in the same place where he took it off. So he, he could have been like, oh shit, let me put that back on. Like, that's what he should have done. I did write that down too, I agree with you, Ricky. So, as far Look, as man, just like the, the basic question... Everything. Right. <laughs> so here's here's the thing, I wrote the, a bunch of these questions down where I'm like, why did he do this? Why did he do that? And the answer is, I thought about it, the answer is because he's so freaking stressed out, and he just he can't operate that way and he's not used to operating that way like it used to be i need to get this money in the form of this baby to this client so i can be paid and that's stressful but it's like whatever i'll find another job but now he's like i don't care about jobs i just need to keep this guy alive because my main story quest line with a capital q still has an empty (laughs) checkbox next to it and until i do that I'm not going to be able to put the <laughs> controller
2: down. Is he, that he was born on third oh, base? Yeah. He, got with all, he had all this training right from the beginning. He had all these weapons, all this armor right from the beginning, and he's never actually had to figure out how to deal with real struggles. And now but, he's. No, because. And is the Mandalorian <laughs> dumb?
1: <laughs> he might be dumb but he's, he's
3: the smartest cookie
0: in the bag
1: <laughs> but he's not dumb because he grew up spoiled like you're suggesting like, he's he's dumb because he was one of those kids that was like in school they were like you didn't read your how to kill a crate dragon manual and he was like no reading is for losers and I'm proud of not reading so, and then thanks. he just launched all of his wrist rockets out <laughs> but only twice a season um Oh He kind like of
0: he's been like threatening those a lot this season.
1: Oh, so I wrote down um, when he did that. I wrote down um, birds, boba, baby in a temple. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Baby in a temple. <laughs> so
0: you know, as soon as this this is where things get really interesting and really like this this episode really proved to me that this season in particular of Mandalorian is every Star Wars fan's greatest wet dream. And the reason I say that is because right as Grogu is already doing a badass thing calling into like sending off this beacon all like you know like Yoda style meditation like you look over and you see the slave one drive fly by. Oh,
1: and man. okay Come on, dude! If you, you don't it, we, like, how much we never got to see the slave one? How much do you one? plan to talk about this ship? <laughs> <laughs> the ship is fucking sweet. No, I got, I got all night. I know that's, that's 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 what I'm saying because I want to give you your full opportunity because I'm going to talk about it for like five or six minutes. So look, I only have one question. If you, you want to go first, let's right, let's
0: start with Ricky's question. Yeah,
2: is the slave one a single person vessel?
0: Negative. No. No. Okay. Two Negative. at least. I thought it was Negative. from my Star. So the way it is. From the toy. So it lands right here. <laughs> Here's where the, the thing the will size. come down from here. Oh, this actually does come down. Holy shit. I don't know if I can get that down, but there's a latch right here that comes down, and there's actually storage right down here. It's really just a single person like flyer. Like there can only be one person in the cockpit. And I think that was done on purpose, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, so
1: he uh, said yes. So you said no, though, right? I, it's it's, a, single it's a single no, person. And the clone Cock- wars it's, not a,
0: it's not a single the person Jango vessel. It's are a single person a cockpit. Coat- it's gotcha. definitely not single person because Fennec is with Boba in this ship. But there is... I'm contesting that, though. What?
2: I'm contesting that, though. I'm, saying they, uh, I'm saying they made a mistake okay why because i don't think multiple people can get
1: into the slave one why but she is even if they couldn't <laughs> like by design she is partially mechanical and i think could probably be physically folded in half at this point
2: all right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but isn't like, dinjarik right. and boba fett event aren't they gonna have to get into the slave one
0: they already did get into the slave one and fly to that that planet. Yeah,
1: because they went no, to I think Dave, awesome. Planet Dave Navarro.
0: There well, is, I mean, clearly like, it
1: is because they did it.
0: <laughs> there is cargo hold. I like I said, it's a single person like flyer because Boba Fett doesn't want anyone in there interrupting him when he's flying his goddamn ship, and nobody touches
1: his so, radio. You know, him so personally. So he's got he's got more of a walled off cockpit, but he's got rooms in the back. Yeah. For yeah, the yeah. case okay. yep, yep. I guess that makes and sense. According, to, according so, to the books,
0: which I did just read the uh Boba Fett series, the bounty hunter, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does have cages in in the ship for his oh, okay. bounty. Oh, there are there are oh, that's in there true.
1: Yeah, consider that because he had to be able to transport at least one Han Solo sized carbon brick of carbonite <laughs> he so that makes in front of his ship. Yes. I mean, I <laughs> wouldn't put it past him. He works for Jabba. Um, Yeah. So, okay, so here's my thing on the ship. Maybe it won't be five or six minutes, but this whole time, I've been trying to figure out what is it about the Mandalorian that feels so freaking Star Trek to me, and I can't figure out what it is. It's the ship. The ship is a character in this show it's mm-hmm. the razor crest has a personality all of its own it's a place that he lives it's his home it's also his vehicle it's a weapon it's safety it's independence it represents a lot of his mobility and you know access to things
0: which so, i do want to talk about that remind me cuz i have something very deep to talk about with that razor crest we will.
1: <laughs> yeah so to finally get it you know the glamour shots and he finally got it upgrade oh we lost justin Justin's but it's got the gone. glamour shots going on. The thing's flying around. It's being beautiful. We get, you know, he finally got it upgraded. He feels at home. He's going planet to planet with no problem. He's like, I'm going to go here. Then I'm going to go here. Then I'm going to go here. It's finally, <laughs> everything's working. He's got a ship. And the ship means so much to him that, but you kind of forget about that because of Grogu being around. You're like, oh, okay. The child is of paramount importance. This is what matters the most. And it's like when you're watching Star Trek, you're like, okay the crew who's gonna live on the crew who's gonna die on the crew i need to figure out you know who's gonna figure out this mystery stuff like that but really what you're wondering is are they gonna save the ship because if we lose the ship i am gonna lose my cool for like just minutes on end and then you know rewind and try and get through it again but i think that that's what it is about the show that has felt so star trek to me is that the razor crest really feels like its own character now on top of that if they're if you're going to talk about ships that are a character slave the one falcon. is like number one on my list i mean the millennium falcon to me is a cliche at this point Like, I just
0: but it started as that it started as a character people really like yeah. i remember going to force awakens and thinking if they blow up the falcon i swear to god I will revolt. But it's well, I mean it's like it's like Red uh Red 5 like the X-wing from Red 5 like they didn't even right. they didn't get rid of that thing either because that is also a character in itself is like Right. I mean well, you're you're absolutely right. I mean the Enterprise was its me, own character.
1: To me but to me in Star Wars like personally I guess in Star Wars I think Slave 1 has always been a better ship than the X-wing because the X-Wing is, like, it's just a cool fighter jet ship, you know, but Slave One is, like, it's got a unique design, it has that cool backwards landing thing, it's like a Harrier jet, and then it flies around with its face up, like, it looks like, kind of looks like Boba Fett's face flying at Mm -hmm. you through space, like, it's just very intimidating, and, like, why is it at that angle? It's, like, leaning in to attack me, I don't like that, like, it's very aggressive ship design, and it's cool, and it's unique, and, that's what I like about it. I feel like the X-Wings are just, okay, those you know, those are, are fighter planes, which is cool, but it's not anything special.
0: Well, um, it's, I mean, the X-Wings and TIE Fighters, they're like the pawns, and you got like the B-Wings and the Y-Wings, they're like the bishops, right. and you got like the, literally the slave one of the Millennium Falcon, if you had a chess set, that would be the king and queen.
1: I guess for me, I don't care about any of the rebel ships, like, they all suck, and then all the evil ships are really cool, so... I guess that's just where I'm at with it. <laughs> like, I
0: think I think that's that's obviously a thing of opinion because I know a few people that just oh, absolutely definitely. love the B wings and the I've always been a fan of the Y Wing, but I've always that's also a, been a much game. bigger fan of you know, Slave One, the right. TIE Advanced, the Thai Bomber. Like I all those are just the in, tie variations
1: are all really cool. But the Millennium Falcon yeah. is just an enterprise with no star drive in the cells, honestly, if you look at it. <laughs>
0: you know, I always kinda like kind of thought that, but <laughs> it was I mean, like kind of Star true. Wars <laughs> enterprise way. Anyway. Um, it just um, never got this.
1: Yeah. So I, I just I really appreciated that this episode took some time for that. You know, it, it took some definite time to introduce you to those ship characters. Yeah, Um, And then obviously freaking just pull the hell out of your heartstrings. I honestly feel like that's if the the title of this episode refers to anything other than the kidnapping of Grogu, it's definitely Mando losing the Razor Crest.
0: Well, I think that is the biggest part of this episode. Do you remember, I think, uh, episode two, um, when it got destroyed and we were talking about God, how much more can that ship take? Like, Mando yeah. has to get a new ship by the end of this season, right? Yep. You you know that now this is leading up to him getting Slave One.
1: It has to be or Slave. You realize that right, that, right? ship. What's that? A full
2: Beskar ship.
1: <laughs> That's what I was hoping. Like <laughs> I was hoping they would just plate the Razor Crest with Beskar and then he would just start driving it through Star Destroyers. Like why <laughs> have they not done that? <laughs> <laughs> you, know the, uh, you know they make the they could make it look like a razor and do that, but
0: whatever. The Naboo starfighter, um, not the starfighter, Ooh, but the royal uh, ship, Padme's ship, was yeah. uh, made out of that same kind of armor. Oh really? Like car, yeah,
1: that's cool. I can dig that. Um, So the next thing I think that I have written down, um, Oh, hang on. I wanted
0: wanted to to go on with this scene of the slave one coming in because it was the most beautiful shot of the slave one of any star Wars movie Um, aside from, and I will say that it's not necessarily the most beautiful shot, but like the best shot of the slave one, which was Django's slave two, I think, which is kind of the same ship. But uh, them flying through space, chasing after Kenobi, really showing the firepower of that yeah. was really cool. And I was really hoping that Boba Fett would have done that with the Slave One because we've never seen it do anything other than be on Cloud City, take Han Solo away, and like fly out of some garbage to chase the Millennium Falcon. Like that's really well, all we've seen. And they
1: really did. Far. And they did take a chance to tease us with it. Right, they were like, "Oh, he's going yeah, gonna go use it." Just kidding, he's not gonna use it. Don't worry. Yeah. No, fine. <laughs>
0: um, and I, I don't know. I, it was, it was bittersweet for me because I've been fighting this Boba Fett thing all season long, and every yeah, episode
1: quote from Josh last episode, I believe, if they bring back, hold on, I wrote it down. <laughs> I if swear, they bring back God, Boba, it will be dumb. <laughs> 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 direct
0: quote um <laughs> and i've been fighting I'm, I also, sure you've been, I'm sure you but i'm sure you've never
1: been happier to be wrong right like
0: absolutely i mean the way that they did it was was really well done and obviously everybody knew that it was boba fett i knew that it was boba fett like at the beginning even with the last year's thing with uh ming na wen's character at the end of that episode mm-hmm. when the, the guy with the cape and the spurs walks up. I was like, oh, that's, that's Boba Fett. Yeah. I don't want it to it's be, but
1: spurs. It, it is. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, um, so, it, but again, yes, I was very happy to be wrong. And this was like screaming at me on its way in fuck you, Josh. You're an idiot. You're dumb. Boba Fett's a badass.
1: And you're just and there nodding, like, it? I know. I'm I'm Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like
0: I'm, I'm 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 so sorry. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Um cuz yes, this this whole episode of of Boba Fett doing his thing was again what what dreams are made of.
1: <laughs> he and he got like, his moment. It was like he did. I mean, you really, did he really got, got to see years for this. Like Oh man and (laughs) arguably
0: and how and how many people are like boba fett's my favorite character and everyone's always like why he's only got two scenes doesn't do anything he doesn't whatever but like those people and you know this is this brought me back into like the last jedi has made me a cynic for star wars for the most part but this series has really brought back my my childlike adoration for star wars And the slave one coming in and slapping me in the face really, like, I teared up a little bit, (laughs) you know? Because I was like, oh, my God. I've been wanting this for so long. Like, no matter how much I wanted to deny it all season, how much I wanted to think it was going to be stupid, I have wanted this so much. And I'm so glad that they did it in this fashion. It wasn't like... Hey Mando, let's go sit around a campfire. I'm going to tell you a story about how I got out of the Sarlacc pit. Now give me my armor and we're done. No, this was, bitch. Give me my armor and I'll be on my way. That's all I want. I know you have it.
1: And like I better have my money.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it's like he just he just comes in like and I, I love using this term, but he, he just comes in like a wrecking ball, and and all he cares about is the uh his armor like he does not care about right
1: when we first see him he's just in his robe and he's got his cool rifle and he's got his badass hook sword with a pokey at the end of it
2: and he's like
1: he's just you know running around owning dudes one-on-one with a stick basically and yeah I I did really like I noticed um there was a classic uh stormtrooper commander orange shoulder pad (laughs) yeah yep I was like, I "That's that. cool." I remember that toy. It used to come yep. with the Dewback. Um, yeah, and I loved. I, really loved I,
0: I, I I loved him coming in at the nick of time, like they always do in this show. They always oh. like to to bring someone in at that last moment to to you know beat some ass. And even though it would have taken anyone out of this show, and like been. You know, kind of dumb. Like, how fun would it have been if Boba Fett just lands and and all of a sudden you just hear this song and he's just kicking everyone's ass with with? <laughs> I think I just think that would have been a lot of fun, and and it should have happened. It's gotta be- it
1: was a, it was a missed videos. opportunity. <laughs> Somebody already did that on YouTube, right?
0: Somebody has yeah. Yeah. to have absolutely like, and if not let's get on that
1: <laughs> well that's that's where i'm going after this podcast i'm gonna go see if somebody did it and i'm gonna be like hey sweetheart check this out and she's gonna be like what what time is it why are you showing me this? <laughs> what's happening go
0: to bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i I, I did hear that in my head a little bit with uh with him flying down in this jetpack and like
1: but i heard know. that deeply when you were saying like you got some tears right like um, oh, absolutely, and just, and just to be relatable, you know, Star Trek Discovery has been doing that to me all season this season. So it's like <laughs> there's those some things you can't control. Like sometimes you go into it being like, all right, pull on my heartstrings, and other things you're like, all right, impress me. And if they impress you through that and then pull on your heartstrings, I think that's like right. a very
2: good sign that they're succeeding okay. in a lot of places.
1: I think my
2: antidepressants must be working pretty well because I didn't really feel <laughs> much anything that you guys are saying. <laughs> uh, when boba fett showed up in his armor i thought he just looked like a fat cop
3: he so did okay he, he armor
0: did come kind of <laughs> a little bit bigger like you know like oh god i need to work uh, out a little bit to fit into this armor but so. he, took his, he took off his cape and all of his robes it
1: might be a little different dude that's the scene when he's walking like with the right after that first scene can you Did show you, the picture that's behind us, Josh? I don't know if you blood. can show it. Uh, like, maybe, no, the, maybe that scene—the scene where they show him and he's standing over the dude right before he clocks him—he's like he's got his back arched and his chest puffed because he's like he's like in intimidation mode, right? Like, and then the scene where right. he's walking directly after that, you can see the cloak flapping. Because I thought the same thing; I was like, oh, he's kind of chunky. But right after that, when you see him walking with the cloak. He's actually not chunky. It's just like he's a thick dude and there's a lot of yeah. padding in the armor probably
2: because they You're were right.
1: doing all of the close up stunts. But I think even if he even if he is differently shaped, I think that's OK, right? Because it's meant to show like, dude, he's been after the armor for 25 years. Like, of course, he doesn't fit into it anymore.
2: Like, Right. I'm just you guys are talking about how emotional it was and all these things. And I'm just kind of like, oh,
1: it would be like if, um, uh, who's another famously helmeted character like, you know, Captain forgot, Phasma. Forgot, nothing. Captain Phasma? Who's okay, so, no, okay, so let's see. Yeah, like, let's say Darth Vader, right? Let's say there's this alternate universe series where he was Darth Vader when he was 30 And then somebody turned him to the right side and he was like, okay, I'm not going to be Darth Vader anymore. But then when he's 70, he's like, oh, I lost my wife. I'm going back to the dark side. You know what? Fuck it. I'm putting on my old Darth Vader outfit. There would still be something to it, even if it didn't fit. It's like part of the emotional story is that it doesn't fit perfectly, but it fits well enough and he can still move in it and kick some ass. Because this is not Boba Fett at his prime. This is Boba Fett like 25 years of chilling in the desert and he still wipes almost two ships full of guys and if you want i actually timed it give me one second josh uh from the time that mando starts getting wrecked at 1826 if you're watching on disney plus um until they order the retreat is from 1826 to 19 minutes 11 seconds that means in 45 seconds boba fett intimidates, kills, or crushes two ships worth of dudes. <laughs> yeah, and sends it, just, them
3: it just wrecks
1: them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then it, if you him. include if you include the time that it <laughs> took to for him to kill the ships out of the air, then it was a minute and 20 seconds. So that I mean still <laughs> like but I see what you're saying. But I think that was part of the a uh, part of the point, Ricky, was that it was like, no, he's not that guy, but he's close to that guy. Because right now for us, Dinjarin is that guy. Right. Right. Like you can't actually have two like full power mandos in the show cuz then you're cheating.
0: <laughs> right. well, and, but it's a I good mean, point. I have it in I have it in my notes. Uh <laughs> Boba Fett saves the day and oh fuck does he save it. Like and <laughs> and you're real right.
3: Feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for
0: like you said a minute and a half he just destroys that that whole and they're like, "Oh my god, we need to like they, he had the rest of those ships running. What was that? At least fifteen stormtroopers running scared.
2: Because
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Maybe it's because I was watching it multiple times and I was getting tired of watching the episode multiple <laughs> times. But most of my notes are stuff like the stormtroopers are actually running at Boba Fett while he's got him while he's beating the shit out of him with his melee stick. Right, like fighting him, and then all the stormtroopers with their mail- with their uh, guns start running right. at him. Uh,
1: and it's there was and really it's more- weird because we had talked in a couple episodes ago about how they're always shown to be incompetent, but then for like the first twelve or sixteen minutes of this episode, there's some stakes because it's like, no, these guys are actually all right at their jobs, but not like all the way, but like sort of, but like, yeah. not all the way. Like, to the
2: point where Fennec actually had the sentry gun zeroed in.
1: Exactly, I wrote that down too.
2: Yeah,
1: she was like, oh "Oh, no, okay, I killed the guy, and then she scoped plenty long enough to kill the second guy, and was like, no, I should run. And then she apparently has the same problem as Derek Zoolander, because she could not turn left off of that ridge to save her life. It's like, (laughs) you're on a ridge, just go behind the rock that you're on, and they will not be able, anyways... But then she kicks the rock down the mountain. We get our funny Indiana Jones moment. I thought that yep. was great. <laughs> um oh, well you know and then she she did pull a really, really no, sick. These
0: stormtroopers, these stormtroopers are incompetent AF because that stormtrooper at the the big turret gun or sentry gun, whatever it is. Just stared at that rock coming at him and was like, I'm gonna shoot it and I'm gonna break, I'm, de- I'm gonna destroy it. I've played so many video games, this this will work, I swear to God. And it just gets <laughs>
1: wrecked by that boulder. Because, like. It's because they're using lasers because it's a long time ago. And had they been using phasers, they would have been fine. But you know, um, Jesus, the one thing, what? the one thing that
0: I just wanted to say in my notes. <laughs> What did that trooper think was going to happen? He could destroy that boulder with the gun? LOL, idiots, stormtroopers being stormtroopers.
1: <laughs> They're gonna stormtroop. Um, oh. Fennec, Fennec did pull off one really cool move, which was the um, backward-jumping gamer no-stope 180. Yeah, like... Oh, yeah. That was yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, she was. She was thing. badass.
0: I love ming when She was in uh, Agents of Shield for that whole series, and she did a okay. great job in that show. She was so, like I mean, the Calvary, is what she was called, and she was always the one to like kick everybody's ass. So,
1: and she, I've she, loved her in everything I've ever seen her in. She's just I, very competent. Um, yeah but she the the biggest thing that I wrote down about her because she did she had time to fire on the gunner she had plenty of time to fire on the dark troopers that were falling out of the sky in a straight line um <laughs> she had time to fire a couple of times when she didn't fire so what I wrote down was um did her droidoplasty which is what I'm calling the procedure where you turn her into a droid um did that Like, affect her reflexes negatively for some reason instead of positively? Like, shouldn't that make her a faster trigger finger? Like, maybe it's just meant to imply that Boba Fett doesn't have a lot of experience with like positronic networks and neuroelectric synapse degradation, but I don't know what it's meant to imply. But that's kind of the impression that I got. She's kind of a bad robot, is what I'm getting at. She should be better at her job, not worse at her job, (laughs) anyways. Um, the hook sword was very cool. I really liked the hook sword, but I was glad that he finally got the armor back and went to gun and bombs and, you know.
2: Yeah. And and that, <laughs> stormtroopers
1: exploded.
2: Like, have seen plastic armor explode off of stormtroopers before? Oh, I, I
0: thought that was epic. And You you
2: saw
0: it right. in, uh, I think, Rogue One with Chirrut. When he okay, beat that stick, I think you saw some the armor nice. fall
2: off. Plastic yeah, okay. armor. When you're against rockets and lasers and laser silver and all of that with the point of plastic armor.
0: I don't think it's plastic, but I mean... Well,
1: and as we've talked about before, the Empire has pretty good benefits. Like, if you you own a place called the Death Star, you have to offer good benefits because nobody's going to want to work there. So (laughs) what they do is they offer really great benefits, but they pay really, really low, and they cut corners on everything like just everything is the cheapest thing that they can find. I posit that, that they're not actually that bad of shots they're just buying really shoddily made weapons because they don't want to spend that much money on the guns. So it's like they just didn't rifle any of the barrels that they buy <laughs> You have to provide some kind of armor, but they're providing yeah. the worst I'm Well, say- they're providing but, but they've shown repeatedly specifically in this series that the stormtroopers, the regular stormtroopers are like actually designed to be cannon fodder like they they only sent them down there right they only sent them down there in this episode to use up everybody's ammo right because they're like Gideon's like well if I go down there now with all my cool droids he's just going to use the kill everybody at once missiles but if I send a bunch of guys in there to get killed they'll get killed (laughs) and then I won't so I'm going to send those guys to get killed like part of their job is to get wrecked and I think that's what they were sent to do, <laughs> so, but I agree with you. Like I'm sure there's some kind of name for it in the lore, right? Like, it's not plastic. It's like Plasmetal metal or plasteel. Plasteel gets used a lot, so it's one of. Those, I, I well, yeah,
0: I do want to point out that what he's using is um, a Tuscan Raider Gaffy stick, mm-hmm. which actually is a little bit more like devastating than. Say, like, a normal stick and so and A regular stick, you don't <laughs> say, Josh. Well, like,
1: I mean, just what's so special it... about a gaffy stick? You can't just say that. You have to tell me what that is and why it's cool.
0: Uh, they use, uh, they use what is it? Um, some sort of horns, some animal horns from Tatooine bantha? that are like, like a bantha, yeah, it might be bantha horns. I don't, probably, Kray but like, teeth? they're teeth? supposed. Be, they're supposed to be very indestructible and able to like break armor. Create dragon teeth. Like, like destroy armor. Because stormtrooper armor technically isn't supposed to be bullshit. Harmony. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what they're what they're doing is showing the <laughs> the power of not only Boba Fett, but like that weapon that he's carrying, because it's pretty badass.
1: You think eventually the empire will go, you know what? We got to stop sending our guys out in peanut brittle because it almost <laughs> never works. Like most of them are coming back dead and delicious. And dead. just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, oh man, that's good. Shit. I did want to say, um, let's see. Uh, my, um, no, just, I want to go through my notes. I like going through my notes because sometimes they're fun. Um, all capital, slave one in action. Okay, okay, I'm cool with Boba being back. Right, yeah, super cool to see everything. Yeah, super cool to see everything. And his first line, like his first line, where he's like, "I've been tracking you, Mandalorian," you're like, "Of course, of course, of of course, you have you you tracked like like, you don't you the Empire tracked you with a tracking device. You just you just tracked because you track, bro. Like that's what you do." (laughs) <laughs> Tracking is your middle
1: name, Boba T. Fett
0: <laughs> Yeah, and so and then and then like right after that, Boba Fett's like, "You after the child?" And he's like, "No, bitch! I want my armor back. I don't care about right. your child, but I'll help you if you give me your that armor." If which it I thought,
1: equals armor. <laughs> right,
0: which I thought was a little like quest me esque.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but if you give me this armor, <laughs> but he doesn't come from that like. Need to be quested at all times. School no. of Mando thought, thankfully. No, it, it um, just it was
0: a very um convenient plot device to be like, I'll yeah. help you protect this child, because I know how much it means to you if you give me this armor because it means that much to me, or something like that. It was really cool to see Boba Fett not only still being badass, but also being compassionate
1: in a way. Well, um to me, it was more like he's showing that he has honor even if it's not the precise kind of honor that mando is looking for yeah so he's like he's like look dude i will prove my honor to you in battle with my battle and then after you have seen my honor you can give me my armor back so then they're gonna go have a klingon party and they're gonna go get their baby back in a couple of episodes Um, yeah what i thought was really cool it's a bit of a change of
0: he has a change of like how he thinks about things because of what exactly. he said. Like yeah. fate sometimes steps in to save the wretched, and like he's kind of looking at his role in the story as the fate that comes in to save. You know what I mean? In, he's, in he's a way, seeing, like, he's, he's trying. That
1: there could be more going on here than me, and I'm just part right. Of it, but I need to play my part. I and know. I think
0: he's trying to find a way to pay fate also known as the force trying to pay that back for saving him. Yeah. 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 I went there.
1: No, it's good. It's fair. You should go there. That's where people go. Um, you know what <laughs> I thought was really cool uh, was that the musical theme changed during um, some, my wife was walking past and I was walk, watching this and that scene, she happened to be there for the scene where that trooper turns around and Mando is just like, or Boba Fett's staring him down, like, oh, I'm going to kill you now. And then he kills everybody. Right. She's <laughs> yeah. Like. She's like, oh, this is like, that's a really Michael Myers feeling scene. And I was like, that's brilliant. I didn't even like make the connection, but she's totally but right. Because those the whistles are all, the... yeah. And like, they're, yeah. they're all being hunted at that point. <laughs> yeah. and, they know it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, they did that thing with the music where they did, they put the whistle in there, but they took the Mando theme and they like modulated it through like a deeper uh, Western acoustic guitar or something to make it feel right. even more old school somehow. And I yeah. was like, I wrote down Impressive that Boba Fett manages To take over Mando's theme song And it doesn't suck
0: <laughs> He's like, this is my show now
1: Yeah I am the Mandalorian yeah. For now to, to Ricky's point, I did write down uh, Why Mando forgot his backpack It's got jets
0: so. <laughs> um, Yeah and that's, that's
2: Right now, I've got Oh no, knee rockets that was Oh
0: cool, cool. It was was dumb, dumb, but it was awesome.
1: cool. It's
0: like I'm trying to figure out where those are. Okay, so he's got them on the toy too. See, I have, and actually in my notes, where do I have this? Uh, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, Boba Fett saves the day, missile firing action because he does do the little bend over thing. he
1: does, not. He does but he he, does he does doesn't way do a cooler version of it.
0: Right, right. He doesn't do it as bad as Timothy Oliphant does. He does yeah. it the way that it's supposed to be. Like he, he was like, oh, like,
1: I'm going to give this a little bit of an arc by tilting slightly to one direction, and then it yep. will be fine. There was no yep. full on <laughs> nah. like that was yeah. so freaking dumb. But well, it, was, it was it was kind of it
0: was kind of like a you remember what you saw earlier in this season? Well, that's not actually how you use this. That guy right. was an idiot.
1: And I immediately thought back to that and was like, okay, so were they trying to show, illustrate to me, who was asking why it looked so stupid when Cobb did that, that that's why it looks stupid? They're like, because he's not a professional. That's why it looks stupid. This is he how doesn't I'm know what he's doing. It's like, yeah. it was like they watched it back and were like, oh, we should address that because that looks dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I appreciate. No, I, I'm glad that they did that.
0: Yeah. And it was very... uh I don't know. It was still missile firing action, but it was still really freaking cool.
1: It was way better, way, way better done missile firing action. Um, the next thing that I thought was very Star Trek about this episode, uh, and it's still related to the ship, obviously, um, but was the moment of loss of the Razorcrest. Like, oh, everything oh is God. going good. No. The troopers everything are running God. away. No, no, no. We're getting back together. Everybody's circling up. We're like, cool. And then you hear this. Boom! Imperial Crimson Thunder. You're like, what is that? And then just gone. Razor Crest. No, and you're like, done. Whoa! That just got upgraded. It's been doing great. It went to all the places we needed it to go to. It didn't break down once. And I guess now it's not gonna not break down anymore at all. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I immediately thought of every enterprise crash I've ever seen, and even more important, or more specifically than that, I thought of uh, Morpheus from Matrix when the nebuchadnezzar gets destroyed he says i have dreamed a dream but now that dream is gone from and i could feel that from mando when he was just like he was standing in the razor crest wreckage like
3: what and
1: i could just <laughs> feel the dream leaving his soul he was like oh i'm not even i'm not a mando anymore call i'm calling it right now there's going to be a moment in this season maybe even the next episode where he's like, I'm not a Mandalorian. I don't have a ship. I don't have a clan. I don't have a this. And then they yeah. go, you've got us and you've got a pointy Biscar stick. That's all you need. And he's going to be like, you're man. Damn. Right. <laughs> right?
0: But, well, that that uh, was uh, kind of my thing for this second episode of this trilogy was going to be his existential crisis of like, who am I? I have met so many Mandalorians that are different now. I am different. I'm feeling different. My ship is
1: gone it's my body like, is changing
0: ev- oh. <laughs> everything is, oh my God, I'm growing hair in places i've never grown hair before. but the- what's all this what's
1: all this midichlorian on my sheets <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. You got me on that one, Jesus.
2: <laughs> wah, wah, wah.
0: But no, I think that this next episode—you're absolutely right. He's gonna have that that crisis where he's like, "I I lost my mission. I some
1: this is crazy like like he's gonna be going through his quest journal and like next to the main quest, he's just gonna stamp failed. So, like, <laughs> I gotta start over. I gotta create a new character. Total waste. Yeah, just throws his armor away. They're like, no. what are you doing? Mando? And he's like, I was on track to get the worst ending. So I'm just going to start over with new Grogu. Screw it. New ship.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I did really uh, appreciate, um, the, him picking up the ball for one. He got mm-hmm. that one thing, you know, he's like, Oh my God, I have yep. to have this. And the best car really kind of proved the best car is, uh, definitely indestructible. Um, the one thing I really liked after this though was him walking up to Boba Fett, who conveniently enough ran into the Razor Crest to get his armor before it got destroyed. But I mean, if it was mm-hmm. Best Car, it wouldn't have destroyed. Anyway, I-, I like how he brings up his his like DNA code. And he's like, look, right. this was my dad's. I've had this for so long. And this scene right here was a big F you to all the people that said. Django was not a Mandalorian, including me. Um, this was a huge retcon. This one little line was a huge retcon of everything that people have assumed and said about...
1: And you loved yeah. it. You were like, in my face! Yeah!
0: <laughs> oh, yes. All I was all about it, man. It was so cool. But But him saying... That you know, he fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars, which, Bing Bing, that's your Obi Wan Clone Wars moment of what the fuck is that? I I want to know what that is. Don't don't mess it up by bringing Jar Jar into it, but let's see what those Civil Wars are all about. Anyway, I I loved how uh, Mando was like, oh, so he's a foundling. Your dad was like me, right? So that kind
1: that, of makes them brothers
0: in a like, in a way, yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: From a certain point of view. <laughs> bing, bing, fway, fway.
0: i need to have a sound for that um, i'm better at
1: this than you are and i'm not even the star wars fan
0: <laughs> well it's you know whatever <laughs> okay. so okay. I, <laughs> so anyway i did i did really like that explanation and how mando was like oh yeah that's that's your armor dude you're you're yeah you're good we're, we're clear here and 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 this is where you really see that change of heart with Boba Fett and, and the way that he's come from being a cold, hard killer to a, wow, I should pay it forward because I'm lucky to be alive sort of, sort of so, thing. Because he was think, like, like, Mando's like, I don't have a ship. I don't know what to do. And, and uh, Boba was like, well, I told you that I would help you protect the child until the thing was done.
1: You know what he should have done? Boba should have just stood up and gone, "Hey, man, guess what?" He turns around, giant quest me sign on Boba's back. Now. <laughs> and then, and Mando's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> "So it's not just me; it happens to all of us."
0: Man, the second you get your that's... actual armor, you get a quest me sign. It's crazy how
1: <laughs> that works out.
0: Once I got my well, best car armor, I got a quest that's me sign. Bad. Once you got that's your what armor, was thinking
1: the whole time, he's like. Gotta get the, get the armor, gotta get the quest Gotta get the armor, gotta go on a quest Gotta get the armor, gotta <laughs> the armor, go on a quest like, yeah, I mean, like, It's possible, like, you know Awful <laughs> the, the PSAs on Mandalorian Are like, are you Or someone that you know addicted to questing? Have you been <laughs> quested Harder than anyone in your family has been Quested? If you're constantly Questing and you can't stop, call one 800 no quests
2: no, they would have <laughs> a
1: more serious phone number. It would be something sad and like poignant. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Okay, here. <laughs> right, so they 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 take the baby, and you know, man or uh, Boba goes to chase him, they and then doesn't. By the way, hang on. You can't them, just say they take
0: the baby. You can say they take the baby because they are the dark troopers, which have been teased <sighs> since what episode? Three two.
1: I don't know what they are. As far as I can tell, they're just black um, super Iron man. battle droids. So, so, who cares? so uh. funny, funny.
0: I What did I say here? Um, good thing uh, it was like, oh, man, I, I I lost it. It was like, you know, good thing uh, John Favreau worked on Iron Man because they had this uh, jet boots down yeah. as they were flying in all black Iron Man
1: ask they did a good yeah they did a good job with that so they (laughs) pick him up you know he's exhausted from his um his tether thing and he's just hanging out and he wakes up he's like i'm gonna crash now i'm just gonna sleep and they're like cool let's grab him and they go um again isn't that woman a sniper and isn't she like part droids shouldn't she be able to just pick off every single one of those except the one that has the child and then like shoot that one in the hand causing the child to fall and then mando or boba can go get it anyways I had a lot of questions about that. Like, how are you a sniper if you can't make cool shots like that? I argue that you're not.
0: Um, well, maybe, maybe they were more worried about what they would do if they started shooting at the troopers. Like, would they just straight up be like, screw you? Child. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: it's possible. Well, and so and then the other thing was that, like, she's like, OK, back off. Don't kill them. And Mando's like, all right, I'll just go on a chase or Boba's like, I'm going to on a chase and I'll figure out where they're going. But when he says that Mando had already looked through the clouds with his Witcher senses to see that there was an Imperial ship there, so why didn't Mando go? Oh, they're taking him to that Imperial cruiser that's in the clouds that you can't see that destroyed my fucking ship like four seconds ago. Do you remember when that happened? That's why that happened. Like there was a I couple think that was- things that was like, eh, but I I'm sure that it was they wanted to sh- confirm, like okay, now the good guys are on the same page. They know what they're looking for. Like here's where they, you know.
3: Well, they
0: they wanted to give Boba motivation too. Because think about it, Boba oh, Fett was right. basically left for dead by the empire. He hates, he worked empire. for the empire, he hate that, yeah, hates the shit out of them. So, him saying, like, him being so surprised to me, like, they're back, was really like, I need to stop them. Like, now right. Boba Fett right. has become a rebel, basically, which is right. freaking cool. But <laughs> uh, this, uh, I don't know, I think this, this scene in particular um and i want to get into the shot of the show here but this this one with the slave one flying up and it, it was kind of a twofer scene uh the slave one flying up towards the dark troopers and then seeing boba fett in the cockpit with his mask on just like right. he was in empire strikes back was my shot of the show um, it wasn't the prettiest. It wasn't the best. It was the most like, oh, this is Star Wars. Like,
3: it's the one that oh, did it for you,
0: like, like I'm gonna go watch this episode again after we do this show because just thinking about that,
1: <laughs> thinking about um,
0: everything in this,
1: I I could definitely see that, and that's what I was talking about earlier with like your your emotions popping up, you know, and your nostalgia taking over you and stuff like that while you're watching the show and how. How wonderful of an experience is that? Is when you're like, oh my emotions, and I'm not even trying. Um, I had two candidates uh, for shot of the show, and I realized we probably should be giving people time codes of where these shots are, so that you can go look at them if you want to. We'll also link them in the show notes because I took some photos. Um, we,
0: we have plans for for doing some some more things with all the show yeah, notes. Sh- go on this so. Mando
1: show once it's done is going to still live on forever as like its own entity so don't worry about that and it's going to get a, a fresh coat of paint around it so one of those things will be a list of time codes where you can find all of our shot of the shows I have two candidates for shot of the show this week the first one um is the one that we already talked about it's the uh one at uh let's see 1836 um Boba Fett's Mando Myers moment where he's like they give him that twang and then he just kills everybody like (laughs) non-stop Um, but the shot of him standing over the other stormtrooper and it's actually the shot that's behind us right now but you can't really see it but in his visor you can see the stormtrooper like cowering in reflected in Boba's visor and it's just a gorgeous shot and again that's at 1836 if you want to look at that and then my second shot of the show, Candidate, which I think might be my winner. I'm not 100%. It's, it's tied for me, but it's at 19 minutes and 53 seconds. Um, and it is Boba in front of the wreckage of the two ships that he just shot down with one missile. And I, it just had this feeling of that, that line from the John Wick, the first John Wick trailer that they put out where he kept going, Everybody keeps asking me if I'm back yeah, I would say that I'm back. I pictured Mando saying that right as he turned into the camera and those (laughs) ships crashed behind him. He was like, yeah, I would say that I'm back. But he had (laughs) a helmet. So to me, that shot, I think that might be the shot of the show for me because it was just like, he watched the ships go down, he watched them crash, and then as soon as they explode, he's like, okay now they're dead and he turns around to go and they do that soft focus thing right where they're not focused on him they're focused on the ships and then as soon as they hit they reverse the focus of so the ships go blurry and mando goes clear and it's just
3: i love yeah, i love how funny. i
0: looked how he was like nice shot and he was like i wasn't even aiming for that one <laughs>
1: i was aiming for the other one here's the thing i love the tamora Morrison, i love his voice and i love the accent and i love the choices he makes um like with his pronunciation of things like he said he said my favorite pronunciation of Tatooine ever which is Tatooine where it's like they skip the ooh they just go Tatooine or like Tatooine you know like I think that sounds so much better than Tatooine yeah yeah. um and I it sounds natural coming out of his mouth it doesn't sound like he's acting it's like no he's been to Tatooine that's why he's saying it that way um I did think it was funny um that oh play that shot of the Show sound.
0: We forgot to play. Ricky, Close do you have that. a shot of the show? Yeah, that's what
2: I was going to do. Yeah, uh, do you want to play? I it? Totally screwed that it it up. I totally screwed that up. Do you have, your, uh, do you have, have a shot strong. of the show, Ricky? Sure. Uh, just going back on Jesse's his shot of the show where there were the two ships falling out. I really liked that. It was nice to. It kind of reminds you that the ships still they feel the effects of gravity. A lot yeah. of the episodes mm-hmm. we watch. Most of the time on Star Wars and the Mandalorian, it's they're a spaceship. They're magic. It turns on, it goes mm-hmm. up, it goes. But once Boba yep. Fett rocketed that ship down, it's like, oh, shit, that's being affected by Still gravity. Theory. So that's mm-hmm. really cool. If I was going to pick Agreed. my shot, I would probably pick uh, really early on when uh, Mando and Grogu are flying out uh, with the windows down. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sailing through, and at the bottom of the screen, it would have uh, subtitles that says gurgling. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> I saw that. The show. I, I watched subtitles as well with everything because I love watching things with subtitles, and I, I did have to chuckle at that a little bit. I love that. Well, that was <laughs> our shot of the show. I'm terrible. It. <laughs> so,
1: after the show, <laughs> so after you know. He gets taken, and they're like, "Oh, we better party up." I pictured the RPG screen, right? But your party grows. So well,
0: I I would picture it as like it brings up four sub quests. That's like get this person, get this person, get this person, get this person. No,
1: because he no, because he already has those two, and then the other four or five characters that he's about to go marshal to his cause are (laughs) side quests that are optional. You don't have to go pick up yeah. Caradoon, because we don't care. I mean, he's going to, because they're paying her. You don't have to pick up Grief Karga, because we don't care. I mean, they're going to, because they're paying him. But please yep. go get Cobb Vanth, at least. And please <laughs> yeah. go get Pelimoto at least. She could probably build you a ship out of, like, scraps in a cave. So <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of character. Oh, and he's going to go get Bill Burr, but, like, as an ally. So, like, th- th- just go get everyone. Like do and, it. and
0: Ahsoka, why don't you go get Ahsoka too? And Bo Katan, like Bo well, owes
1: So that's what I was going to ask you: Is do we think when Grogu was at the temple, do we think he connected with somebody in particular? And 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 do we think that person will show up during the eventual Grogu rescue, where they're like, "Oh no, we can't find Grogu. There's nothing we can do. There's nobody left to help." And then somebody's like, Bah-shh. "What's up? Sorry, it took me so long."
0: Maybe, um, it it would be. Oh my God how how cool would it be if like there's there's a scene in the last episode where like you know Moff Gideon is just he's he's been wrecking Ahsoka and just like
1: Uh, with a lightsaber in a fight just they they get you know
0: they get whatever and and then all of a sudden like there's like smoke and it's dark. And you just see the green lightsaber light up. And Ahsoka looks up and goes, Anakin? And it's, but it's fucking
3: Luke. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, it's, like, I would and he that. comes
0: in and just, you know, gets Moff Gideon out of there, defeats him, whatever. And then he's like, I I heard the call. You know, I, I saw oh, the call. And then,
1: and then Grogu could be his first child at his new Jedi Academy. Or his first student or whatever
0: yeah i i still don't think i don't don't think they're gonna take i don't think they're gonna take him away from the show they have to keep him in in this show or the ahsoka show one or the other
1: if they if they take him from this show i hope it's because he gets his own show where he's a sith because at the (laughs) end of this episode he is sithing it pretty hard man
0: let me uh, let me get to my notes here really quick oh my god because (laughs) this, I'm, I've been excited to talk about this all day because wow, what a little yeah. badass! Like, and did you notice what the, the string music was that was playing in the background? Did you notice what that was?
1: It I was, didn't, um, but I'm sure you have it, or maybe you have it, but yeah, like what I wrote it's the,
0: what I, it's the Emperor's theme, dun, oh, dun. right? right, right. And it's just and to put it as on string
1: strings, like higher up puppet Yeah, strings exactly. of a puppet um exactly. oh my god and he's I
0: I love <sighs> just like <laughs> you could hear Moff Gideon walking down the hall and you hear these stormtroopers screaming and you're like oh man what's going on Ow. in there and
2: Ow. and and, and, and
0: uh, uh, screw you guys like get out of here and then finally just slams them together and uh, I, wrote I wrote was, was um, stamina he needs some more stamina man do we think
1: do we think that the Jedi that contacted him at the temple was Anakin because killing those troopers is what Anakin would do is what I wrote down <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but I, I do think he was channeling a little bit of the dark side and with that dark side music playing over in the background yeah yeah so Uh, i
1: so i think it would be really cool if they do just stick him with mando and go okay he's a mandalorian now because now he's now that grogu has seen the dark saber he's like that's the kind of shiny that i want chilling in my pocket and i think i'm gonna kill that guy and take his dark saber since my dad can't use it i'll use it but i'll hang out and use it to help my dad
0: Oh, my God. And that, that was cool, too, because uh, the, the Darksaber bringing that up when, you know, Yoda wrecks those. Sorry, Grogu. God, It's really hard. Grogu wrecks those stormtroopers and uh, Moff Gideon lets it happen. He's like, I don't know. That's cool. These guys can die, too. Um, and he's like, plus, it'll tire him out. It'll deplete the ammo, if you will. Right. And, and he like gets close to him and he's like, oh, you really like doing that. But it makes you really tired, doesn't it? <laughs> And then anyway, Grogu
1: pushes the...
0: <laughs> brings out the Darksaber, and he's like, oh, you've seen this before, which kind of leads to some more questions.
1: No, no, no. He says you've never seen this before, I thought. Uh, I think he said you have seen this
2: before, yeah. but I didn't know if it was the dark saber or just, light just
0: lightsabers. Yeah, and that's kind of oh, what okay. I was questioning was because he's like, oh, you've seen one of these before, and and then Grogu starts pulling it towards him.
1: He starts pulling the dark. Right, so, saber. well, because... Because Grogu saw Ahsoka whooping ass, right? So he's at least seen he's seen it recently enough at, yeah. at least. Yeah. Even if Gideon didn't have it the last time he had Grogu captive, he saw Ahsoka do it. So he yeah he knows. And I like that. I thought that Grogu started pushing the blade back at Gideon's face, like yeah, because like it, it's eh. I guess that's possible. <laughs> yeah, that that would make more
0: sense, I guess, because obviously he couldn't hold that dark saber. It's
1: pretty well, big. For and my favorite thing about that is that it's. If you think about that, that's pretty dark. Like, they just tried to have what amounts to a toddler murder a guy by cutting his face off. Like, <laughs> yeah. He didn't, Yeah, but... but he tried to. <laughs> like, and he would have been justified. It just, or we assume, <laughs> but I,
0: I feel like it would have been
1: justified. Screw that. Him. No, maybe Gideon is like really polite and nice to the child when he's not conducting experiments on it. You know, like maybe he's just a hundred percent, like you, as much chicken nuggets as you can eat, or mm. baby frogs, as long as you do this thing every once in a while.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off him. Yeah, let's put some handcuffs, some baby. Which <laughs> those things were adorable. Those little baby
1: <laughs> handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get some of those. I gotta get some of those adorable child shackles because they're what? like they glow and they're blue <laughs> and, yeah. like, and they're babies. I mean, come on! Did, does the empire
0: really have a set of baby shackles?
1: Oh, look at sh- you! You're in prison, huh? <laughs> you have no like, sovereignty over your own life anymore, do you? <laughs> oh, it's just so messed up.
0: But, but it is. It, you know, it leaves. He did call a uh, doctor Pershing's. So I called Doctor Pershing. We have our donor. Which I'm wondering oh, if okay. I'm wondering if that's like. If he's waiting for Ahsoka to show up. If he's waiting for her to come and rescue him or something like that. I don't I feel don't, like I'm,
1: Gideon has kind of any idea about Ahsoka, right? Like, but if he's been
0: following Mando, because he has been tracking him and following him around.
1: But he got... Yeah, but like he didn't... Nobody went to... Um, shit, what was the forest planet? Corvus? Corpus, nobody went yeah. there. None of the Imperials went there except the ones that were already there. So I Gideon I, wasn't yeah. like, oh, okay, he's on that planet with that Jedi now. Was, let's go.
0: I, I guess just earlier today I was thinking, like, was he trying to symbolize that he knew someone else? But nah, he, he you're right. He he wants just the child's blood. Yeah, I don't he think
1: want... that he's aware of Ahsoka because and specifically because when she was like when she was there, she was like, Where's Thrawn? I don't give two shits about Gideon. Like, yeah yeah so i mean maybe she uh, doesn't know that well. gideon has the dark saber but i do have one question and then i'll let you take us the rest of the way josh but robert freaking rodriguez directed this as you mentioned at the start the and i know Spider? that he's he's yeah Sorry? and he's well <laughs> and the mariachi oh, and once upon Spider, kids, mexico yeah. and from yeah, dust
0: um, to and machete right. and right
1: he's he's know. done a lot of stuff um But I know that he's very musically inclined as well. Like, I know he plays guitar, and I know that he likes Mm -hmm. to write music and stuff like that. I wonder if the rewrite of Mando's theme to fit Boba Fett had anything to do with Robert Rodriguez at all. I have no idea, or if there's anybody that would know that. But I just thought it was cool to have so many interesting musical cues in this episode, and in an episode that happens to be directed by Robert Rodriguez. who loves to use little Western, you know, flamenco flourishes and stuff like that just to... As his yeah. uh, sound moves
0: I'm gonna look it up. For and me. while you're looking yeah. that up,
1: we can just remind everybody of the direct quote from Josh: "If they bring Boba back, it will be dumb." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like, one comes in and, and says, "You're dumb. You're dumb." <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, apparently I just, apparently, he was, though,
0: he, apparently he wasn't the original director for this episode, they called him in. Oh wow. Time. So
1: well, so for me, I would say this is an very impressive two episode run. Like to have these two episodes back to back. I know I gave last week's episode, the Jedi, a ten because it was the best episode that I had seen up to this point. Here's the thing. I'm gonna probably have to drop that rating. Because I would say this episode was as good as that episode, but neither of them were perfect. So now we're going to get into that realm that uh, Disney was talking about when he was on with us, which was it's going to be hard to get a ten, right? So last week, I was using the new best episode ever as the top of the curve. Now that this episode is equally as good, I'm going to put them both at a nine. As a casual fan that has not much invested emotionally in Star Wars outside of this show which i'm really really enjoying um they're great episodes i've I've been really into the last two i found myself having feelings of nostalgia even though boba wasn't really my thing it was just like i suddenly remembered all those like new from kenner slave one with boba fett on the inside you know you can track down han solo on your own and even put him in carbonite like whatever it is (laughs) I, w- I remembered those commercials immediately when I saw that ship. I was like, that's like one. Why do I know what that ship is called? I don't care what that ship is called. Right. So impressive merchandising job, Lucas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I would say just two ep- two episodes in a row. Really, really solid. It does make me wonder, though, because there's going to be there's two episodes left in this season. Right. So the next episode is either going to be slower paced and then the last episode will be insane. or we're going to have two equally insane episodes in a row, which is going to give us up to four crazy good episodes in a row. And I feel like that's too much to hope for. So I'm guessing that the next episode will be the one that I thought this one will be, which was the slowdown, the, you know, the slow gathering of all the RPG characters, all of the loot that you've gotten. You're going to have to visit a bunch of boxes that you left in other towns because now, your your personal loot is gone you know on your razor crest so you're gonna have to go get new loot um all that kind of stuff so maybe the next episode is getting everybody together here's what i really hope does not happen and i hope i don't think it will but i really hope the next episode isn't get everybody together and then the final episode is like do most of it and then end it on a cliffhanger
0: I mean, they're going to end it on a cliffhanger either way, but I think they're going to resolve this current storyline. That's line. what
1: I mean, because the last season ended on a cliffhanger, but it was you still got the resolve of what was happening in the season, and then they gave it yeah. the a cliffhanger at the end. So I'm wondering if they'll do the same thing, or will it be a full cliffhanger where they're like, no, you don't even get the end of this story. You have to wait until the start of season three to get the end of this
0: story. No, that's not... I hope they don't, <sighs> I hope they don't not... and I don't think they will. That's but not really... Dave Filoni's style either. There's always a wrap-up at the end of seasons of any show, Clone Wars, Rebels. Like there's always yes, they'll um, leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger, like oh my like like a new hope style cliffhanger where Darth Vader flies away or like goes whatever, crashes away, and you know, the heroes save the day. But wait a minute, what happened to Darth Vader? Like that kind of cliffhanger, you know? It's so it's like
1: do you think this is at the next? Go
0: ahead. I was going to say the, the first season was the cliffhanger was more, more of like a mind blowing. Wait a minute. This is way bigger than I thought it was going to be right with the dark saber and Gideon. And, you know, all, I mean, the, obviously the first season was just about establishing that connection between the child and Mandalorian And then throwing that crazy surprise in at the end where it's like, wow, there's a deeper, deeper, deeper story here when it comes to why the Empire wants the child. Um, How he, where did he get this Darksaber? What's going on there? Like, what's going on with the Mandalorians in general? Like, So do you think
1: the next episode will be like, we're going to go see this prison break for Bill Burr? And then subsequently, like, five or six other really quick visits to other characters to get everybody together at once. And then the last episode will be like a big rescue effort. Or like, do you think they're going to just start the rescue effort right away and break him out and bring him. And then while they're there, just start calling for help. Like, yeah, I
3: think, I, two
1: think this left.
0: Is, I think this, this episode is going to leave us on the cliffhanger. This one will be the big cliffhanger. Cause if you remember on the first season, the cliffhanger was Queel being dead and the stormtroopers right. having Grogu. Right. And that was like, oh my God, what's what's gonna happen there? So I think it'll be kind of similar to that.
1: Oh, they'll they'll cliffhang this episode into the next one, which into will then the resolve one. this season, but start up next season. Gotcha.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, so I think there will be still a lot of action in this. But I there's think not there's gonna, gonna
1: be any Cobb band. There's no time to go back and get Timothy Oliphant. So like I don't care.
0: Slave One's uh, one of the fastest ships in the galaxy. Oh, is it? it? Track anyone.
1: Uh, what determines that? What uh, determines part how fast fact, a ship is? The fact that we've seen it in the universe. <laughs>
2: the
1: that's fact that
0: it's the only one that we've seen multiple times in multiple movies.
1: <laughs> but how do you know that it can go faster than other ships? Like, isn't hyperspace the same speed? That's my question. That's my problem with Han Solo, too. He's like, this ship's way faster than yours. And I'm like, not if you're all going the same fucking hyperspace speed.
0: Listen, Spock, don't bring your logistics into this, okay?
1: This is why you guys are not allowed to have midichlorians, because you also don't know how your goddamn starships work. <laughs> no, uh,
0: I... Hyperspace works the exact same with every single ship. You, so I, okay. I think someone has that capability to go back so to Tatooine. speed,
1: thing, the speed thing usually refers opposite. to atmospheric flight and like, uh, or like a straight line maneuverability if they were chasing you, right? Pretty much. Like, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So I think that they, they, could, they could honestly start this episode out where they're on the prison planet Breaking Bilbur like Bilbur is broken out within the first five minutes of this next episode. And within that five minutes, they camera pan from Mando to Kara to Boba Fett to Cobb Vanth to um Grief Karga to like whoever else is uh, Ming-Na Wen. Like they'll they'll panel all of those dudes going into the other out.
1: three Mandos, maybe you think Bo Katan and her little clan?
0: No, I think that's going to be part of this episode: is them going to find them and like oh, having shit. to convince them to come, or going or going to find Ahsoka to help convince Bocatan, or vice versa, getting Bocatan to help that convince shit. Ahsoka to come along. Like, like I think there'll be a little bit bigger of a story there. Um, but okay. as far as the initial getting your heist crew together, I think that's all going to be done off screen, and it's going to be completed. I, I mean. Ugh. I seriously thought that they were going to stop at another planet to get gas and cigarettes or something before yeah. they went to Typhoon or Typhon, Typhon, whatever it was
1: called death sticks. But so I <laughs> gave it a nine. So what What? how did you guys rate this? Because I know last time both of you rated loader lower than I did, which was kind of surprising. But I feel like did I on the last one. No, the last time you were both on the same show. Last time Ricky was with us. both. oh, actually, no, Ricky rated higher than I did. Josh rated lower than I did. I, mean, I gave, because pretty- I gave that shitty Grief carga episode a five. Oh, yeah. You both, you both rated it higher than I did. Yeah,
0: that was at about a six or a seven for that one.
1: <laughs> I don't care if you boo me. I've seen what makes you clap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'll go nine on this one also. I think it would be pretty ridiculous to go any lower than a nine and also 10. Uh, it's hard to go
0: for a 10. Yep. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with Jesse. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of echo your statement of the last episode. And because I gave the last one a 10.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and that's, that's just again, my, my Clone Wars and Rebels love and Ahsoka love and just how well it was done and just all of that was so awesome. But I think I'm going to take these both and put them at... Well, we're going to start at a 9, but I'm going to raise last week's episode to a (laughs) 9.5. Because I think this one is still really good. I think last week's is better. Um, And I think there's still room for there to be a best episode of all time ever, Mandalorian. I I think there's still that possibility that there's going to be a 10. Either... It's not going to be the next episode. I have a feeling that the next one is going to be like Mando crying about his failures and you know, someone bringing him up. Boba Fett like, "No, man. It's it's okay. I died in a Sarlacc pit and, you know, I got you I know, got rescue chawa." So,
1: you know like what the other so benefit I... of putting Boba Fett with the Mandalorian is is that now, like let's say one of them does complete their quest, right? They collect their loot. They level up. What are they going to do next? Well, if they're hanging out on the same ship, then they can just start questing each other back and forth forever. <laughs> and like yeah. now, now, you're satisfied because neither of you has to go find your own quests. You're just like, "Hey, man, what do you want to do?" And you're like, "Uh, how about a quest?" Like, <laughs> I would think that's how they would live. Yeah. Um, unfortunately,
0: I and people are going to probably boo this man, but. I think they're going to kill Boba Fett. Oh, dude.
1: Okay. Let me go back in my notes.
0: I am firmly on the belief that they brought him in to kill him off in the final episode in the heroic saving effort and he gets slave one. That's how Mando gets slave
1: After he started, after he pulled the two ships out of the sky with one rocket, I wrote Fett period forever period. And then in parentheses, I wrote but he gonna die for real this time. Like <laughs> so when he yeah. there's gonna be some moment where he sacrifices himself to save either Din or Gorg, Brogu or both or something like that. And yeah, it's and then I wouldn't be surprised if he starts going by, you know, Jar and Fett or Din Fett later, just like as a like a homage thing. That would be cool. I could dig that. Um but yeah, I wonder I did I did right I... right away. He's going to die this time. And I think you're right. I think they brought him back to kill him so that Filoni and Fabro can go, "Look, we gave you what you asked for. It's over now." Yeah. This is the new the new way going forward.
0: Yeah. So. We're we're like moving on from this character. It's been yeah. long no, long well, we, we gave what you're you
2: saying this is the way. Um wait, what did
1: you ask about that? Yes. Did right. we go episode without them saying this is the way? I think we did. Yes. Like I don't, ah. I don't think that he said it, um, because he's kind of starting to realize that that identifies him as a whack job. Like <laughs> every time I say that, people that aren't wearing helmets look at me sideways. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the last Mandalorian I told that to you kind of made fun of me. Like,
1: yeah, this is the way. <laughs> yeah, he's like. It's like, have you heard about the Q Jawa conspiracy? Jawas are running all of this behind the scenes, man. I swear. Seriously, look it up. Go to this website. And everybody's like, oh, God, he's one of those. <laughs> okay. No, yep. I got to put my helmet back on. Yep. Nope. We all wear helmets all the time. Don't talk to yeah, you. Bye, thanks. Later.
0: Yeah, no, be- I, I do think I think yeah. it's going to be a very noble ending. It's a good for catch though,
1: Ricky, because I think I think you're right. I think this he didn't say it once the whole episode. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I feel like he was thinking it when he was standing there in the wreckage of the Razor Crust, he was like, this was the way <laughs> he thought it, but he wasn't said it. Was sad, so. <laughs> <sighs> do
0: you think, do you think uh, Din Djarin would take Boba Fett's armor and wear that instead?
1: I don't know. I feel like Din Jarin might repaint his own armor as a as a way to honor him because Boba doesn't have any. Well, I don't know because I don't know. There's no way to know now because Din is losing his his dogma, right? Like he's not definitely going to do what he would have done had he lost a Mandalorian compatriot last season. So right. I don't know. Maybe maybe he puts it up on the wall. Maybe he. You know, incorporates it into his own armor maybe he gives it to grogu like he, he's gonna reshape it and give it to grogu so grogu can have a cool visor and do the stuff with him um but- i just i think that you're right that he's gonna die and i think mando's gonna get his ship but i don't know about oh you know what they might give his armor to Bo-Katan, right because doesn't she need to like be in charge or something
0: No, not necessarily. I I don't think Bo Katan really gives a shit about Boba Fett. I thought she wanted to go take back Mandalore. But she'll do that with the Darksaber. She doesn't need Boba Fett's armor. The Darksaber is cool. Yeah, but again, it was kind of, he was a foundling. So he wasn't like really Mandalorian per se, but he got adopted into the Mandalorian way. Whereas Bo Katan was like born and raised on Mandalore, and like her religion is that whoever has the dark saber is the ruler of Mandalore. So I think that that's more. I mean, maybe she would take Boba Fett's armor, like if he saved everyone in a blaze of glory, then oh, yes, like
1: maybe. He did something to save the planet of Mandalore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, or, or even just their ship or or something. I don't I don't know, but I think that maybe something will
1: have to be done with his armor. You're right though. Like yeah. something will have to be done.
0: I don't know. Um, they'll obviously I give think... him a good tribute and they'll give him a good send off either way, but I think yeah, that's I...
1: all I wrote in my notes. Hold on. Um...
0: Oh, so the, the last things that I said were, Welp, thus begins the big trilogy of season two. So much is about to blow our minds with how big the show has gotten. They will not stop anytime soon. I fully expect to see a Thanos-like Thrawn scene in the final minutes of this season.
1: Thranos. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, especially because uh, Favreau in particular, you know, has the firsthand experience in the uh, multi-thread cinematic mm-hmm. universe world um and they He's do already, tend to do it
0: that. like he started iron man with nick fury he, he like opened up that world with nick fury he opened up mandalorian with the darksaber because well, guess it's just you know a story of dinjarin
1: like that was it right. now you're like
0: oh fuck this is way bigger
1: well and i guess a lot of people have been asking him on twitter like after the Marvel movies and stuff they were like hey would you do a Star Wars movie or a Star Wars TV show we heard there's some Star Wars TV shows and he was like I would probably not consider doing a Star Wars TV show at all unless they were like you know hey there's a bunch of really big stuff going on then maybe I'd consider it and then he took over so it's like there's that was him, yeah. that was him basically publicly going if you if they let me make a universe out of it I'll do it right. like well and now they saw that and paid him so that's good. Okay. <laughs> and now
0: they're you know the rumors of the Ahsoka spin-off mm-hmm. um, the
1: rumors of the Obi-Wan spin Obi-Wan spinoff, Yeah, that's supposed to be already filming in Boston, right? <laughs> Aston,
0: yeah, and then uh that's supposed to come out next summer. Um, but then oh, there's wonder the capital Cass-
1: fuckface Kenobi from down behind the corner of the shop.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, and then uh the Cassian Andor spinoff series still in production or still in effect so that that one's not going to be connected to that neither that one or obi-wan will be connected to this one but i think ahsoka will have a spinoff and that's going to be maybe they'll do it's going to be like a daredevil kind of thing you remember defenders daredevil jessica jones right um cage and iron fist something kind of like that Setting Dave up low- Dave Filoni's
1: live-action Rebel series, <laughs> dude. <sighs> oh, give oh, it to I shouldn't me. Shouldn't have said anything. Never <laughs> mind. Okay, podcast is over. Yeah. It's so
0: on. anyway, that that's about it um, for for everything. I'm super excited for these last two episodes, and I cannot wait to binge watch this whole season all at once and oh. talk season
1: and then in case you're wondering what are they gonna do when they run out of mandalorian episodes i'll tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna freaking make josh watch firefly because he's never seen it and it's available for free on hulu so if you've been enjoying our mandalorian fridays please join us at some point in the very near future for our firefly fridays there is no way I'm going to be able to say that more than maybe just that one time uh, in in action, so definitely join us for that. We're going to do the same thing. Yep. We're going to have people back in to talk. We just, we're really enjoying this format. It seems to work really well for us. We're having a lot of fun. It gives Josh and I a chance to argue about something that doesn't matter, and that's always the best thing to argue about with friends. So we just want to appreciate we want everybody who watches and listens to know that we really appreciate you guys and we're having a ton of fun and we want to keep this going and that's why we're going to go with firefly next because we know it's a well-loved thing and josh doesn't know it, so it's perfect for this so thank you guys for joining us again and you know remember go to twistmyarmpodcast.com follow MBMT, follow seasons within do it all facebook instagram soundcloud youtube iTunes, Google, Podcasts, anywhere that you find podcasts. Come at us and be on our shows. We love you and we can't do the show without you. Just like Mando can't do his thing without the Razor Crest. (laughs) That was wonderfully put, Jesse.
0: Thank you so much. Again, thank you all. My name is Josh. My name is Jesse. This is Ricky. And we are The Movement Podcast. We will talk at you next Friday. Live long and prosper.